Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape the future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. All right. Even if you're not a credit union, if not a bank, you're going to want to listen to this Garlic Marketing Show. We're going to talk about the three big trends in for financial institutions, how to market in a downturn. Why Mark Arnold. Mark, say hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for being a part of the podcast today how he became a literal dinosaur, why this he was true. told he would never succeed in marketing, and but then how he got named marketer of the year, how he made sure credit un- his credit union clients' marketing doesn't fail, which I think is super important, what branding for credit unions and, mar- and banks really is, their four-step process, the exact process that Mark and his team use to really do things like how they helped one bank and get their NPS score up to 80% and what that did for the bank and when banks should do less marketing. We're going to tell how the way to increase landing page conversion 80%. The problem with institutions and chat GPT, the audit credit unions aren't doing that's costing a lot of money and the number one differentiator of the fastest growing banks, all this on the garlic marketing show. It's an amazing episode of course, is brought to you by video case story.com. One of the best ways to grow your institution or any other business is through video case stories, go to video case story.com to learn more. All right, let's get started. Because it's interesting. I mean, I feel like they're so far behind like the rest of the marketing when i look at it i'm like you have so much money and your marketing is so bad well that tees it up perfect because they're really there's i think three high level big trends that financial institutions especially need to know and i would argue it applies to other companies as well but the first you just said it and to some degree is to invest invest during economic downturn right the the winds are out there. Oh, we're going to have a recession. Some people are using the R word, some aren't, but either way you slice it, there's an economic downturn coming. Uh, the reality is you never grow by contracting though. You never grow by contracting. So mm-hmm. now's the time to invest that, right? Multiple research firms have shown that investing in long-term projects during an economic downturn actually gets you better results, you know? So you don't grow by osmosis, right? I mean, you got to take it down. So you got to invest during that economic downturn. I agree. It's the biggest opportunity. I mean, I, you know, we started this company at the height of the, like the biggest part of the crash in 2008. And everyone's like, you're crazy. You're crazy. I'm like, this is the best time. Because everyone, everyone stops what they're doing. And it's just such an opportunity to market, to build business, to grab market share. There's innovation comes in because every everyone innovates. Also, I mean, just the biggest businesses in the world were started during recessions, weren't they? They absolutely were. And some of the most successful ones, like what are your competitors doing right now? They're not marketing. They're retracting, right? Yeah. So don't do what they're doing. Do what they're not doing. Go out and invest. Zig while they're zagging. And I think you're going to have great success, not only during this time, but you're really setting yourself up for a long-term success, especially. I feel, and I don't have any stats on this, but I know, like I did a video about when COVID hit, right when COVID hit, I'm like, people, this is your opportunity. And literally some of the people that, you know, some of our clients that really went all in, I think they got a 10 to one, you know, on their marketing dollar. It was just, the cost went down, the competition went down and the opportunity went up because people need business. You know, and yeah, the long-term opportunity of just capturing market share and those big investments is so key. And I want to talk a little bit in a second about how how you see doing that. 
But before we do, I want to talk a little bit about your story. We jumped over and I, sure. I, I just want, I want to talk about how you got into this because I mean, no offense to credit unions, no offense to financial markets, but it's not very sexy. I think it's fun. Yeah, it's, not, it's blast, but yeah, it's not sexy. No, that's true. <laughs> and I would never be accused of being sexy. But my very first job at a credit union was about a year after I graduated from college. And it was as a lowly marketing coordinator. And I was a guy that was dressing up in the mascot suit. So I would go to work every day dressed up as a dinosaur, right? I mean, it doesn't get much lower than being Rex the Savasaurus. But I mean, you know, and I was honestly, I was struggling in that job quite a bit. I was making a lot of mistakes. I was, I spelled the CEO's name wrong in the newsletter. Right. I mean, that'll get you fired. Yeah. So my boss, the VP of marketing brought me into her office one day and she sat me down and she looked me dead in the eye and she said, Mark, you will always be a failure in marketing. You need to get out. And she just didn't mean get out of the credit. And I was working at, she meant get out of the marketing field completely. So I was crushed. Right. And so at that point I had a choice to make, I was either going to be fired or transferred to the collection department. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was recently married, so I wanted to keep, you know, keep my job. So I went into collections, was pretty good at it because I could talk to people, could communicate. And so did very well. Eventually went into lending, was a loan officer and did very well at that and utterly miserable, right? Because I was doing things I didn't love, I wasn't passionate about. I was crunching numbers and calculating debt ratios, all those kind of things and utterly miserable. So about four and a half years after the you'll always be a failure speech, another job came open that was a trade association uh, for banks and credit unions talking about as a lowly marketing coordinator. So at that point, I had a choice. (laughs) I was making decent money. I had a choice to make. Do I take a pay cut, go backwards in my career and choose, you know, passion over profit? And so I did. I I really wanted to to be a better marketer. I wanted to understand it. And then I got hooked up with a mentor and he taught me all the ins and outs of marketing and branding. He really poured his life into mine and really taught me. And then from there, eventually I went back to another uh, financial institution as their VP of marketing, led them through a name change, redid their brand, was named the National Marketer of the Year, went on to write a couple of books on marketing, and then eventually found uh, our company, current company today, 12 years ago, on the Mark Strategies. But I often think back that day when I was told you'll always be a failure in marketing. You know, that's kind of why I do what I do today. It's because I don't want anyone to ever fail in their marketing, in their branding, in their strategy. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. But you say you never want people to fail in their marketing. And right. that's, a, it's, I feel the same way. I, I don't, you know, that's why we do video case stories. I, I feel it's like one of those things that I know no matter what you do with it, it's going to make you your money back. But how do you make sure that your clients are not failing at the marketing? How do you make sure that they make sure? Because I mean, it's, it's, a two, it's a two-way road too. It's, right? it's a partnership, yeah. not you just doing everything. It is. It starts with strategy. And I think you know, rather than just doing a bunch of random marketing and throw out a bunch of creative stuff, right? you really have to pause and understand what are we trying to hear? What are our goals and our objectives? What is our strategy? And then from there, really create a unique strategy that's going to hit your goals, almost work backwards. You know, Jim Collins famously says, begin mm-hmm. with the end in mind. If this is what you want, do you want more deposits? Do you want more loans? Do you want whatever? And then you work backwards from there, but to make sure it's successful, you can't just put up random stuff. You have mm-hmm. to really be intentional and be strategic. And I think, I think that's the key. I, I agree. <clears throat> and it's not just about logos and it's not just no. about branding, is it? And it's not even no. just about digital marketing in a credit mm-hmm. unit. Because you, you do a lot around 
internally and around culture and even just yes. walking in the lobby, right? Yes. Yeah. It, all that matters. You know, and, and, you know, branding is not your logo. You're, you're exactly right. It's so much more. Branding is what people say about you when you're not in the room. What do they say about you not in the room? That's what branding is. And really, we, we often like to say branding is far more cultural than collateral. It's far mm. more cultural than collateral. You know, what is it like to work there? What is it like to be an employee there? What is it like to do business there? Uh, it, branding touches everything. It's not just a marketing thing either. And that's where I think the difference is marketing is not something you mark off your to-do list. Marketing is not a product and marketing is not a department. Mm. Everybody does marketing especially, you know, in, in those organizations, in a successful organization, especially. So true. It is so true. And I love that you say that because, you know, we have so many people come to us and I'm sure it's the same way. They think logo, they think advertising, they think marketing is advertising. Like, no, that's not what marketing is. It is no. like you said, it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. It's the value that they perceive. Right. Yeah. And typically it's like a, for us, it's a four-step process. We mm. will start with research understand your market, understand your audience, who you're trying to reach, what are your niches, things like that. Then you go into your strategy phase and you really understand what is your strategy? Uh, how are you going to reach those markets? What are your overall goals and objectives? How are you unique? What's your value proposition? All those strategy questions. Then you move into creative. Right, that's third. You don't start creative, that's third. And then after that, then you go into fourth phase, which we really recommend is training, training your staff on your brand and what it is. They've got to see the direct correlation between their day-to-day -day job and what your culture and brand and values are at your credit union bank or organization. That's so, so important. It's got to see that correlation. If you do those four steps, that's what you're going to, you're going to have success with your brand mm -hmm. and your marketing. And you have a ton of success stories. I know that because we've worked with you on it. And that's why I love sure. having, I love having people that we've done the case stories for on, because I know like, it's not just some random marketer saying this works. It's like, I know it works. I want you to give me a few just high level successes that sure. you've had. Yeah. I think it's so crucial for people to realize what this can do for them. Sure. One is a large credit unit in the South Carolina market, their safe credit unit. And we've been working with them for a number of years. We started working with them on their strategic planning. So we really started at strategy level, trying to understand what were they trying to do and one of they were trying to do is really have a high net promoter score, an NPS score. In the banking industry, NPS scores are awful. They're one of the lowest rated industries in the world, right? People hate banking, right? Yeah. Uh, and so they were really trying to raise their net promoter score. That was one of their strategic objectives. So we worked with them on the strategic plan. We helped them craft their brand to really understand what made them different, what made them unique in the marketplace. We're able to do that. Then we journey mapped, really walked out the process from the moment someone walked in to the moment they left. What do you want that journey to be like? From the moment they pick up the phone to hang, what do you want that journey to be like? What do you want the digital journey? We mapped that out. We trained their staff. And now their NPS score is 80%. 80%. That is outlandish. No one gets those 80% score. That is best in class. And wow. they're getting, and they will tell you it's because they went through that very deliberate process and they got that connection between what they're trying to do and what their staff was doing. So 80% net promoter score blows any of their competitors off the water. And tell people what that NPS score does down the road. So that is a fantastic long-term indicator of your growth. The higher your net promoter score, that tells you 
honestly, you have to do a bit less marketing because your consumers, your customers or your members are marketing for you. When you have that high of a score, that is telling you that people are going to refer, people are going to start coming to you to do more and more business. Your existing customers or members will do more business with you. Your future ones will as well. So that is a huge fight, even though it's a net promoter score, that is a huge financial indicator. And they're seeing that as well. As you, you know, they're looking at like record loan growth, record deposit growth, but that's directly linked to their NPS score. So NPS score can sometimes feel fuzzy and emotional, but there's a direct correlation between your financial results and your NPS score. High NPS score equals better financial results. Maintain people for longer. Like you said, referrals, they do more business with you and they complain less and you're spending less time on complaints and, and fighting exactly. with them. And yeah, when they enjoy it, it, it they make it a, a great experience. That's marketing. It's marketing. It, it's something I call, you know, I, I've been writing about this is calling it the green zone because it's like mm. everyone concentrates on a acquisition, but when you maintain and improve your relationships and, and market to your current clients, that's really where the money comes in. Profit. We tell our clients all the time, you could grow and grow and grow without adding one single new customer or new member. How? Just by getting your existing ones to do more with you. Now, I'm not saying new customers and new members are not important. They're very important. But the reality is you can have amazing financial results with the base you have right now. All right. So let's get back to the trends. What yep. are these? What's no, trend number two you see? So the first one was to invest in the economic downturn. A second trend, and you'll love this one, is video rules. Video, it is all about video. Recent stat we saw was video on a landing page increases conversion by 80%. Just have it on a landing page, right? And 80% of people can recall a video they saw in the last 30 days. So the question becomes, is, are you using video in your marketing? We have found so many organizations, creations that are not using video. And it's a massive thing. It's, it's I wouldn't, I'm not even sure it's a trend anymore. It's just the way people do business. Yeah. You know, I mean, and if you're not using video, you are completely missing the boat uh, in your marketing. And I'm not saying TikTok. I'm not saying good. That's not what I mean. Video, I'm not talking to TikTok dance, right? It could be branded videos. It could be testimonials. You could use them internally, externally, you know, uh, yeah. all kinds of things. Uh, but video has got to be, it can't be boring though. It's right. It's got to tell stories, but video is massive. Uh, and I'm forced on seeing too many financial institutions kind of behind that curve. They're yeah. not using video the way they can and should. Yeah. I mean, and you know, another one that comes to mind, which I think is super important is like, team members met videos of your team members because we're not walking into the branches anymore we're not everyone's on the phone and it's like you can't develop a relationship just over a phone call and it's but they can they'll watch a video a one or two minute video of who's who this person is and tell a story about that person and then you care about that person when you see him again and when you hear them right and or even and, video banking can you go inside the mobile app click on one tap and then you're actually seeing your personal service rep yeah Exactly. You know, that's an example of using video, right? even that's, in your operations. I mean, that's, that's, you know, your team stories are so important. People want yes. to buy from people. Yeah. It, it, marketing is still a people business. Yeah. Uh, and so people, you know, and I know there's a massive push today to AI and we can go all on tans on chatbot and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you can go on and on, but the reality is you've got to make sure if you go that route, where is your brand in AI? Because we're, we're going so much into tech, 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 so much into AI, there's the danger of losing that personal connection. And I think when it comes to money, people want a personal connection. They don't want a robot. And exactly. so you're going to have to be really careful on that. So and I'm not saying don't use AI in your marketing. I'm not saying don't automate it. I'm not saying don't go tech. I mean, there's huge trends out there for that. I'm not saying ignore that. 
I'm just saying, be careful how far you go into that. And I think I foresee it a bit of a backlash because everyone's going to yeah. use it and it's going to make video even, it's like, it's going to make it more important because we're not going to trust even the content. I mean, right. you won't trust the video as much, but if it's authentic and it's not scripted, you can go, okay, this is a real person. I can connect with this person. Is it real? Uh, is it yeah. real? And is your marketing real? Because if your marketing's not real, it's not going to connect. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah, I see everyone rushing to like, and I think, I do think there's a place. I love chat GBT. I, I love I, it. There's I, a yeah. place for it. It's and a place. It's a tool. But I still like the creativity isn't there. The authenticity isn't there. And like you said, people, especially when it comes to money, people want to know there's a person on the other side. Yes, that's what I want, especially when it comes to money. And I get, I'm not saying there's not a place for that. There is, but you just got to be, it's how you use the tool. It's how you use it. And so trend number three. Assess your marketing. Assess it. Too many times we just put our marketing out there. We never look at it. We never really audit or assess it. You know, Creighton's and banks, they're famous for auditing everything, but they never audit or they never assess their marketing. That's so uh, <laughs> you know, and they don't. They never look at it. And it's like you need to really have a third party come in and look to see, are you being, so you mentioned earlier on the podcast, ROI, right? Return on investment. What are you getting out of it? Do you Are you tracking your ROI? It's so important. And a good marketing assessment will tell you the good, the bad and the ugly because you need yeah. to do more of the good less of the bad and get rid of the ugly and and you can't do it you're too close to it right we're just too yep. close to it you've got to have someone from the outside really come in and tell you what you're doing right give you some strategies give you some tactics and things like that one of our clients we worked with last year they were going into a new market and they were trying to grow They're, they stagnated they, uh, and they really wanted to grow and so mm -hmm. we came in and, and did a marketing assessment for them and here's what their ceo said at the end it, it, it blew me away when she said this it really just taught me dead my tracks she said, quote, we glance at our competitors, we glare at ourselves. We mm -hmm. glance at our competitors and we glare at ourselves. I love that quote. And it's so true. We think we become obsessed with our competitors these days. What are they doing? What, what are they doing? What are they going to do? And we don't sometimes look at ourselves and what can we do better? No, it's true. It is true. And I, I think that also comes back to the chat GPT thing and also just trends. I see in institutions, especially bigger institutions, law firms, financial institutions, is they stare at their competitors and they're like, oh, then they start following them and chasing them. And I'm like, you don't know if what they're doing is actually successful. You don't. So assess your own marketing, what's working and what's not. Yeah. And, you know, don't chase the shiny new object or the squirrel, right? I mean, it's fundamentals. Gotta, it's a fundamentals. And, and, and again, look at yourself first. Mm -hmm. and, and those organizations that do that, that regularly really assess their marketing, get a third party to come in and look at it, they see growth, they see results. Uh, and because a lot of times you'll get things you can implement right away uh, to immediately improve and market your marketing. And what we have found is you improve your marketing, you improve your entire organization. A lot of times you don't, you don't have, say, a, a deposit challenge or a deposit growth issue or a loan growth issue. A lot of times you have a marketing challenge. Yep. You fix the marketing, you fix so much else, right? But you got to assess it first. You know, I just want to make that caveat, that asterisk. When you say marketing, you're talking about those four steps, that whole from assessments through strategy, through organization, not yes. just assessing your brand and how many uh, people are coming to your website. No, it's so much more than a good marketing assessment. We'll look at everything. Like when we look at, we're, we're, we look at your org chart. Uh, we look at your budget. Are you spending too much, too little, or just right? Right. We look at your people. We look at everything because it touches everything. We'll, we'll look at, you know, your frontline staff. Uh, we, we look at everything because you really dive deep in it because marketing touches everything. And 
you know, the whole, it's not just, oh, hey, how's your social media channel? How's your Facebook? Uh, it's so much, it's part of it, but it's so much more than that. And frontline staff, I, I think that anyone that's listening to this needs to be able to train their frontline staff as market. I think everyone needs to be trained as marketers, but I, I think this across businesses is probably yes. one of the biggest problems I see because they expect us as marketers to bring everything into the, you know, and it gets to that funnel point. And it's like this crucial point that's just like, not paying it, not marketing. Yeah. And, and then they're like, well, the leads suck or, you know, we're not converting any of these leads. And, and I'm like, well, are, are these people trained? That's and why that component of training is essential. You can have the best visuals in the world. You can have the most unique things and you walk in and your staff doesn't deliver it. It doesn't matter. Here's an, another client we worked with on the East coast recently. They had fabulous marketing. It was quirky. It was colorful. When we were doing this, I was like, man, this is really good stuff until we did their mystery shops. And literally, when we did the mystery shops, their own employees were telling our mystery shopper to go somewhere else for their business, literally. And that just blew them away. It's like, you know, and, and, and another one, same thing. Like, you know, you walk in and the place looks junky and there's stuff everywhere. But, and literally, your staff is your marketing. And when you lose sight of that, it doesn't matter how great your stuff is. And they, they, they had a massive gap. We, we really teach all the time. There are brand gaps. Every financial institution, even every organization has brand gaps, gaps in their brand. You can have a strategic brand gap, or you can have an operation brand gap, or sometimes you have a people brand gap where you're saying one thing with your marketing mm -hmm. and your people are delivering something else. That mm -hmm. is a brand gap. And that's what an assessment will do. It'll help you identify where are your gaps in your brand and marketing because we all have them. You got to close those gaps. Yeah, and if you start just driving leads and you don't have that, uh, the rest of that, it's just going to be wasting money. I just want to get into, because like, I think this training aspect is so important for everyone. Sure. When you're talking about training the frontline staff on marketing, what are some of the key elements that you're looking at? You've got to train them on, you know, some basics, as you said, blocking and tackling. How do you greet someone? That, that sounds so basic today, but I think we've lost a lot of technology. <laughs> we've lost a lot of it. Yeah. And I know, I know that's a generalization, but it's true, right? We're, you know, and so just how to greet someone, how to shake someone's hand, if that's still appropriate in, in, in certain settings. You know, how do you, you know, honestly, when someone walks into your place of business, they form an impression, mm -hmm. probably in under five seconds, right? How do you greet them? Are you happy to say, well, there's another customer, whatever. You know, I mean, yeah. it, that matters how to ask questions, how to ask the right questions, how to connect. And a, a big issue today, too, is on that we, we teach this is that generational marketing. So mm. much of frontline staff now are from younger generations. Yet the people who are coming to your places of business typically are in you know the middle to older generations. That is a massive gap. Yeah. And so you got to teach them how to connect with the different generations. And that's critical as well. So that's some skill sets you need is just that. And it's how to connect with people. It sounds basic today, uh, but it's not with your frontline staff. Yeah, it's probably one of the more important things out there right mm -hmm. now because it can differentiate because everyone's not doing it. Correct. And it used to be such a, a like service at that level was such a standard thing and it's gone away. And like now it's like if you do it okay you're exceptional. If you do it exceptional, <laughs> right. people remember it. People remember it. And that becomes your best marketing, right? And the reality is you have great service. You don't have to. And we, you know, counsel, you know, don't brand yourself around service because everybody says that you've got to live the service because then everybody will tell you 
you know, will tell your story for you. And find the stories of that service. Don't say we have great service. No. Find the stories no. of those service. No, we tell, you know, when we do branding workshops for our clients, you know, we say, hey, what make, I always ask this question, what makes you different? What makes you different? <laughs> and here's what I hear every time. Service, 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 service. And people, <laughs> people make us different, right? And the American flag drops from behind them as we're talking. <laughs> Come on, give me a break, right? You can't, you can't say that, right? You've got to really live it. Live it. And that's a very high bar, right? And that, but and a part of that is you've got to then connect your frontline employee to your why. What is your why as an organization? Why do you exist? And if they can really get behind a why and a cause, they are far more likely to come in and, and be excited to come to work and really enjoy that job as opposed to, oh, it's just a job. I'm just punching a number. Mm-hmm. Connect the why. And that's what your branding and, and vision and values are all about. I mean, that's I always tell people that's a great place to use video case stories is in mm-hmm. train those people and show what that's doing to someone. Not, And that's why you have a story instead of a testimonial. It's like what this bank did for me and my family. What this Because the reality is banks and credit unions are making a massive difference. Yep. But are they telling those stories? I don't think they are. No. Right. They, I mean, there there are banks that are loaning money to businesses out there that if they didn't have that loan, that business would go away. That's a fantastic story. And that business is around for 15, 20 years and it hires all these people and makes it. That's a fantastic story. Tell that story. Right. Credit unions, same thing. They're giving loans to members who couldn't get a loan anywhere else. I know of a, yep. a, a story that uh, uh, one of their members uh, wanted to adopt some children and they got denied at five or six different institutions. This Creighton approved them. And now they literally have four or five children all adopted because that Creighton gave them the loan. I mean, that's a heck of a story, right? That, and those, a beautiful and, story. And credit unions and banks have those stories, but you got to tell them. And, and you got to capture them. them. You got to yep. find them and you got to tell them and get them on video. And they don't have, doesn't have to be a 30-minute production. Short, sweet, get in. And, and they're so powerful. Yeah. But I mean, it can be a 30-minute. If you've got a great story, it can be like we do that all the time. It can be, it can be yeah. entertaining. Very, yeah. And people will watch it, right? They're, yeah. They'll watch it. If it's entertaining, they'll watch it. They'll watch it, yeah. Because, I mean, there's plenty of bad videos about how bad banks are and <laughs> yes. how bad credit unions are. But, yep. I, you know, you, that story about adopting kids. I mean, this is fantastic stuff. Hopefully, some people take your take heed of this. I think it's important for, every, like, everything you said here. Yeah, it applies to credit unions. But I think it applies to every business. Tell me a little bit about how, you know, we can go, we can go to markarnold.com to, to introduce you. You're doing a lot of stuff on LinkedIn and tell me a little bit about some of the engagements you have coming up, where can people, how do people connect with you and also how do yeah. people work with you? Absolutely. So you can hit my website, markarnold.com. We have a full team there that can help you with your strategy. Bottom line is we help you, either your credit union, your community bank, your organization grow. We are, we are, we are obsessed with helping you grow. And we accelerate your growth through that process. And we can help you assess your marketing. We can do strategic planning for you. We can do branding. But bottom line, it really is about you and what your goals are and us trying to help you meet that. You can also follow me on LinkedIn. We've got a ton of content uh, on LinkedIn. You can look up Mark Arnold, or I think it's at J Mark Arnold is the official uh, LinkedIn page. Uh, but in, you can sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we have a LinkedIn newsletter as well that goes out on a regular basis. Uh, our belief is we really want to put out as much content as possible to help you become a better leader and, and, and a professional. And so. it's genuinely educational, entertaining, great content. And obviously you're an expert. And I, I, I wish I knew the name of the person that said you'd never succeed in marketing so we could call her out. But <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I've often, yeah, you know, for some reason I can't seem to find her anymore. I don't know. She's, she's, she's gone silent. <laughs> 
<laughs> awesome, Mark. Well, thank Thanks. you so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show and sharing these great insights into these three big trends. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks. It's a real, real pleasure. You are a true leader uh, in this industry. I love being able to follow you. I have learned so much from you. I've, oh. I've learned so much from your podcast. Your teaching is fantastic. And just, uh, it's been a real honor. And, and I will say you're helping our business grow. So thank you for all you're doing for us. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's fun. And it's fun for you to help. You know, it's great because you're helping credit unions, helping these banks, but then you get to help the, and these people and touch more lives. So, and thank you all for taking Mark and I on your journey. This has been Iron Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.